Hello, 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 and welcome into episode 10 of the Campus Visit Podcast. I am your host, Matt Jackson. You guys can find me on Twitter at Debbie Matt. We got an exciting show for you guys tonight. We're excited to be back talking all things Debbie and C2C. Uh, we're going to change things up on you guys a little bit tonight. We've got a show that's a little different than what we normally are, are doing, where that are hopefully help you guys out a little bit, but we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, but before we do all that, I've got to bring in my co-host, um, a guy that is not quite the athletic specimen that Jordan Davis is, but we love him anyway. Adam Lewis, how you doing tonight? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I am definitely not the athletic specimen that Jordan Davis is. Uh, but that I, man, but I am that man for 370 pounds can move. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, which is kind of crazy. When uh, I mean, he he did that, but you know, when you go back and watch that uh, the, the SEC title. Um, and he was gassed in like uh, the second. What was it? The second quarter. They're showing pictures of him, you know, videos of him while, uh, you know, when Bam was running that up tempo. That he's like, kind of was like not moving very, you know, much. So I was, I was actually surprised to see it, it that well. But man, dude, that you, guy. You know that. You know that tells you he's a sprinter, man. He's like, he's not built for the long game. He's built to be a running back. <laughs> there you go. Put the, man, put the man at fullback. <laughs> there you go. That auto would that would open up some holes. Damn. <laughs> I'm sure the Ra- the Ravens be looking. Do you chops. remember that play in the NFL this year when they put Robert Hunt at running back and he had that diving play in into the end zone for Miami for the touchdown? That's mm-hmm. what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna do for Jordan Davis. I see it coming already. I'm actually surprised that, that that Georgia didn't try to use him on offense like that a little bit when some you know jumbo packages. I guess you know I mean as much as they run it too. Um, I mean I would have. <laughs> I know we did, we did Florida use it a couple of times using you know the you know some linemen um, that knocks people out of the way, uh, but you know, yeah, that was that was that was that was a feat. I will tell you, I was I was I was very impressed with that. And, it, uh, it, it, I I don't know if it it was a feat in and of itself. I know the laser times were all over the freaking place for the combine yep. this year, more than I've ever seen it. Um, guys running, I mean. You, you caught it in and of yourself. I mean, your guy, Tyquan Thorne, just blazing speed. Uh, but everybody, all the wide receiver groups seem to be running, you know, four twos, four threes, low four fours. I mean, everybody – this this class was moving this year, man. Well, you know, and then, and then I saw the you know, unofficial times and unofficial times and then people saying even, the, you know, that they were timing them and, and it was off. It's weird how how it kind of it played out. You know, a lot of people say now a lot of the times aren't aren't accurate or whatever. So we'll see, I mean, how some of these guys play out. Um, you know, some, some of them confirmed what we thought uh, and others, you know, like, like Ty Thorne. I mean, you know, we talked about that, you know, last week and, and, uh, and, and it's, you know, seen it on Twitter too, but, you know, I talked about it. I mean, that guy ran track, um, although he got faster from, from high school to, to college, but I mean, I thought he'd run well because, you know, that's, that's the type of guy he is um, kind of like when uh, Anthony Schwartz ran it, but, some of the other guys, man, were some were faster, but some were way slower. <laughs> way, way slower, way slower. But I mean, in the mix of all that, Adam, man, you took you took a trip this weekend, man. How were how were the legs feeling? Oh, dude, my my legs are are still killing me. I mean, you know, as you said, I am definitely not the athletic specimen uh, that Jordan Davis said. You know, I uh, I checked. I, we actually checked it because my kids have uh, those watches that do their steps and the miles and stuff. So we, we were at Univer- at Universal on Saturday and Sunday all day, basically the majority of, of both days. And uh, we looked at it. We did 13.7 miles in two days. 
um, and, and bazillion steps, it feels like. Um, and I did not uh, want to get up on Monday. The kids had off still because down here in, in Hillsborough County in Florida, uh, we get uh, they get Strawberry Festival when that happens around here, a day off. So Monday they had off. And uh, so my wife, I remember my wife telling me, yeah, you know, that way we can stay a little bit later, go to the, the parade, we, you know, we get back, whatever, because, you know, the kids don't have school the next day. And I said, I still got work. <laughs> you're a lawyer you don't work <laughs> i got up man i put my feet on the ground i'm like i don't want to put shoes on um thank you know thankfully i didn't have much going on and since i own my own, my own law firm i can come in however dressed i want to so um i use some some shoes uh that that gave me some, some uh ability to walk around well, i do appreciate you coming in dressed our podcast i came in dressed in a, in a tank top or uh uh, an undershirt and you came you came dressed to the occasion so i feel a little underdressed on this podcast you know and and, and it only happens certain days i mean now nowadays with zoom and everything else man i, I used to tell people growing up when i was or, you know i was going to be a lawyer i said but you know what i've never been the guy to be dressed up in anything you know i mean i i, I had people who took pictures when i wore shoes in in high school because i always wore my sandals like every day it didn't matter what the dress code was i was like i don't care i'm still wearing sandals um i hated wearing shoes i said you know when i'm they're like when you're a lawyer i said no 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 see i'm just gonna change it i'm just gonna do what i want you kind of find out that that doesn't happen um but 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 i guess if anything great came of covid that's uh using zoom things for hearings uh depositions and otherwise and uh you know i can uh walk into the office with a t-shirt and shorts and uh, quickly just change into a regular shirt and you can't tell what, what you got going on, you know? <laughs> so business up top and uh, party down below, you're all good, you know? I didn't walk around Universal this weekend, but me and my wife and family, we did take the daughter to our first, uh, her first baseball game uh, this weekend. So we went to two baseball games this weekend and um just just was a blast went to some college baseball watched some college baseball um that might be the only baseball that we get to watch this year it looks like mlb is not going to play and college baseball is where it's at anyway it's much yeah. better product much fat much faster paced any pace anyway i like it i i had to for, for anybody that's listening that's a baseball fan i do have to apologize i think this whole baseball thing is my fault anyway um i've tried adam i don't know if i've told you this i've tried to watch baseball on two separate occasions um the first time that i tried to get into baseball um COVID-19, the COVID pandemic came out. The second time that I tried to get into baseball was the lockout. So I think this is this is the universe's way of telling me to stick to football, that baseball is not for me to, to stay in my lane. <laughs> well, you, you, yeah, well, I mean, for people who like baseball, then, uh, yeah, you might want to do that. At least, you know, let them have, have what they want. It, 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 it's crazy <laughs> you talk about the, like, the pace of it stuff because I grew up, uh, play playing multiple sports but baseball was was the one that i was best at out of out of all of them um and i played for a, a while until i eventually blew up my my arm um and i i continue to stay watching it and stuff um i used to love going to going to, to college games but i always still watch it we used to go to so many raised games even when no one was there we'd be in the outfield my, my, my wife was telling was telling my son just a couple weeks ago we went to a gator game and there's people heckling people and he's just laughing and she's like, you, you should have heard your dad um, when we, you know, when we go to go to raise games, you know, especially in Boston would come in and Manny Ramirez would be out there and he would give it back to us. We had so much fun now, man. I just, I don't know. A couple of years ago, I just, I stopped watching it. And then 
know, the pace of the game, everything else kind of just, just kind of got, got to me. I will watch college baseball though. Cause I just love it. And I love, I'll show them my son, you know, when they hit a home run, like everybody comes out of the dugout while they're doing stuff. So this, you know, it's different. It's kind of like college in the NFL to me. I am so much more of a college fan than I am NFL. NFL I play because, or I watch because I've got fantasy teams. But yeah. honestly, man, outside of watching the Packers play every week, if it, it, other if I didn't do fantasy, I'm not ha- sure how much I'd watch that versus college. I'd rather you know, do something if, if else. I, if I if I only get to watch one day of football, I'm picking Saturdays over Sundays oh, ten times out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. And and I may even take Friday Friday night watching some high school ball over uh, over Sunday some, sometimes. It's just so – Some, of these, some of these high school players, man, they're, they're ballers. And there's a few of them that we're going to talk about tonight that I'm excited about. And that's, that's quite a transition to what we're going to talk about tonight. You guys know the format that we normally do. Um, there's no news that we're talking about tonight. Adam, um, our show is going to be a little quicker tonight. Um, we, we're going to finish the show somewhere between the, the period of that, that Tyquan Thornton runs his 40 and Kyron Williams just finishes his 40. By the time we're be, done, Kyron will still be probably running. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere in between there. Um, but the, the, form, the format of tonight's show is going to be a little different. And Adam, you came up with this idea, and I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. So why don't you, why don't you tell the people what we're doing tonight? Because I think, I think it was a phenomenal idea. So, so what, 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 what Matt and I were talking about and uh, off, off air and uh, through, through DMs is, you know, a lot of times, as we just talked about, um, you know, I focus a lot more on Saturday and, and even on Friday. And so what we, we thought about was, well, why not dive for even further back than we were before? We're still going to give you guys some outside the, t- the, you know, the top 100 guys um, that we talk about. We're going to talk about some incoming freshmen. And then we're going to we're going to also dive into next next year's recruiting class, um, which I guess is now currently this year's, can, you know, with everybody uh, signing into the, to the, you know, the 2023 class. So we're going to um, come in and, and talk about what's going on there and get some guys there that you guys need to already start to look on, because, you know, there are people out there that are already looking into that class. Um, 247 already has their rankings, obviously, because you're dealing with it. Um, uh, you know, then they're already in a 2024, just, you know, barely a little bit, but you started getting into this 2023 class and the more that, you know, early on, then you'll see the switching and you'll see the changes and, um, you can be better, better served. And, and, and I don't know, we'll see how C2C, uh, you know, grows and, you know, already, um, and see how many more people start to take, and, um, and get people maybe even before they are committed to certain universities. So, yeah. but I always find you. The more you watch and, and the deeper that you see them and the more you watch them over the time, um, the better at it that you are um, and you kind of see where they come from. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to add, add that extra flavor this week. Yeah. So we're still going to do outside the top 100, and that's where we're going to start. But we're just going to – the more you know, the the this is such a good class. Next year – this year's recruiting class and then next year's recruiting class are, are they're two phenomenal classes. So the earlier you start, you're going to get a leg up on your competition. You're going to be able to – um, go into your drafts knowing more than your competition and drafting these guys that you already know and you're already hearing from. Um, it's just going to give you a leg up on your competition. So that's kind of the idea that, we're, that we came up with, and hopefully that benefits you guys. But we're still going to talk outside the top 100 guys as well, and um, that's where we're going to start tonight. So, Adam, why don't you guys – why don't you go ahead and give us your first outside um, – your only outside the top 100 guy that we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, so um, – 
my guy, my guy for tonight, um, outside top 100, that's, you know, still available, uh, in, in for your Debbie drafts is Dylan Johnson, uh, running back from Mississippi state, um, six foot two fifteen, two hundred fifteen pounds. He's now, he's going to be in his third year, um, at Mississippi state, you know, obviously with the COVID year, you, you never know what, what some of these guys are going to do, but, um, Coming in, he was a composite 20th athlete, not, not listed as, as a straight running back because he played quarterback in high school and was just an all-round athlete. I had him in my top 15 running backs. Um, and we all know, though, you know, this is obviously a great class coming in, right? Um, this one coming up with not only the entire class, but specifically running back, you know, with Bijan and Gibbs and and Bigsby and everybody else that's, that's in that class, Lloyd, I mean, you can go on and on with this running back class, right? Um, so he was a guy that that was outside and still um, coming in, had offers from Mississippi State, Oregon, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Louisiana, or I mean Louisville, uh, Tennessee, et cetera. You know, the, running the gamut of the SEC. Um, it was Mike Leach's first season um, when he got there. I was I was actually happy when he first was going there. With that prior staff would you know love to run the ball. Got a little bit worried because of the lack of run from Leach, but you know I. This year, as everybody saw, Lee's transition his offense and, and had more run with the ball. Um, and, and Johnson shined in both years, um, even you know, even in the first year and then in the into the second year. Um, like I said, good size at six foot two fifteen, and you see his power. Um, he's listed at four five, like a four five forty, um, but he definitely looks faster with pads on. Um, and that's I think that's his athletic ability where he is. And we, we talked about guys like that in the past, you know, with Dalvin Cook and stuff who just they, they quote ran whatever you want to look at, you know, looking at their 40 time, but they are faster on the field. Um, great hands, um, good pass blocker, which allowed him to get on the field as a true freshman, even though at the time he came in with Jacobius Marks, who I was also decently high on, and they already had Kylan Hill. Um, and he was able to come in and, and play immediately as a freshman. Um, and when he got his chance, you know, that year, uh, him and Marks in both years so far have split which is a little bit of a negative to me when you're looking at at, 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 at C2C and, and Debbie, like could he separate himself or not? But what I have found is Johnson has distanced himself a little bit from Marks as you've watched them progress. You know, back in 2020, um, you know, he, he had 200, only 225 yards, although that accounted for 43% of Mississippi State's rushing. Um, and, you know, he had a 4.4 a average this past season. When they and they ran more, he ended up getting 407 yards, uh, or I'm sorry, he had 494 yards. Marks had 407 with a 5.4 uh, yard average. So you can see his efficiency. He ended up with four touchdowns. He again, then he ended up with 65 receptions for 422 yards with six and a half yards on his reception. Again, he outdistanced, he outpaced Marks uh, both in rushing efficiency and receiving efficiency. Um, he's just a great athlete all around. He can take it to the house at any time. Good vision, great lateral quickness, and ability to change directions. I think a lot of that is um, what you, you you saw from him when he was you know a quarterback running 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 that offense in high school, and he just transitioned it into a running back, which I like. I like you know I I like a lot of guys. Um, even your natural running backs love those guys too, but I like they turned into a running back. A lot of that happens a lot. You'll see in the South. I, I know in Florida a lot, man. They just put the best athlete at quarterback. Doesn't, it doesn't mean they're, they're the quarterback. It just means they're the best athlete. That's where you get, which is why sometimes you see some poor quarterback player or whatever it may be, but you see these guys who are outside of position going there. 
Um, and Dylan Johnson, though, was just, I think, a great athlete. And and he, he's turned himself into, into a very good running back and one that, that isn't being talked about at, as much as he should be. You know, CDC asset, I love him. I've got him on several of my CDC teams. Um, when Mike Leach first came to that team, that offense started sluggish. Um, so Dylan Johnson didn't take off, I think, as well as you, he, you would have liked him to take off. Um, but but later on in the season, Dylan Johnson definitely came along. Um, that that market share that you that you said, I mean, it's definitely something that you like to see um, him coming along in that market share. Um, when you look at Dylan Johnson, um, uh, there, there's several things that I like about him personally. I mean, he knows for for his size. I mean, 215 pounds. He knows how to get skinny um, for having such a big frame. Um, he knows how to get skinny between the tackles. Um, he does. I mean, he's a phenomenal pass catcher. Um, I think you said six and a half yards per yards per catch. I mean, just yep. really, really solid hands, soft hands. That's I liked it a lot about him. He has great acceleration, top end speed. I mean, he plays quick, plays really, really quick. So four point when you mentioned the four point five, I mean forty yard dash, that's not that's not his play speed. It's not. He plays much, much faster than that. Um, I think the only knock that I might have on him when I was watching him is because he plays so fast, he does play a little out of control. Sometimes he plays out of control from his frame. Sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't stay in control of his frame. He kind of get, gets out of control of his running style. A lot of times runs upright. Um, so, but I mean, when, when you're moving like this kid can move, I mean, that's, that's to be expected. Um, for the most part, but I mean, fantastic kid. And you can get this kid another, another late round steal. I know we were talking about last episode. You guys are going to hear um, when that drops. Um, we're uh, the theme of last show's episode was guys that you can get super, super late. And, and Dylan Johnson is another one of those guys that you guys can get well outside the top 100. Um, phenomenal pick there, Adam. I love Dylan Johnson. Yeah, and, 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 you know, from C to C league, C to C leagues, he, 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 uh, he very well probably will stay a, another year, uh, depending on, on on what goes on, especially with this with this draft class being so phenomenal. Although I think he 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 could rocket up the boards there as well. But um, Debbie Wise, I think he, he's still a good great asset to have there. You know, even though obviously the knock on him really is going to be his production, mm-hmm. right? But when you look at it, in they have three backs on the roster. How are you supposed to produce like that? <laughs> Yeah, and and some people say, well, he's if you're that good, you're going you're going to outpace the other person. I do. I I still think Marks is a very good running back. So I think that they have very, two very good running backs. I also think you see this more and more um, as you look. I mean, look, go back to to Javante Williams and Michael Carter, right? I mean, I think you're starting to see the college level try to get in a couple of guys and use multiple backs as well, just like you see the NFL starting to do it right on purpose. Um, and and it's good for these guys. It saves them. And when they get to the NFL, you don't have the thing where they've run. They've have so many attempts. They've been on the field so much. They've hurt their body so much. Even if they stay four years, right? If that's the argument, what's I mean? What are we doing with all the Alabama get backs and the Georgia backs who go to the NFL without those mileage markers right. because because they're going to the committee approach? Are they not good because they don't have the stats, or are they just not being utilized because they're part of the committee? Or yeah, or, or, or yeah, you're just trying to get your athletes on the field in, in different ways. I mean, there's uh, times. Alvin, Smart, Alvin Kamara wasn't utilized the way he was supposed to. Now is this guy Alvin Kamara? No, but he wasn't. He wasn't near Alvin Kamara in college. Right. No, exactly. And, and that was how he was used. And I mean, and, and I think Mike Leach, what he's trying to do is is get the best athletes on the field at all times. So if you actually watch, even though 
you know, Johnson's got, you know, they're splitting time. You see Marks and Johnson on the field at the same time. It just depends on who gets open, right? Or one of the wide receivers. And you see, he, he uses a lot of that. He uses, and then sometimes you'll see both in the backfield and then one flex out to go, to go out in the route while the other is in for pass blocking or, or, you know, a dump off pass or whatever it may be, or even a run. But he's got these guys on the field. They're constantly on the field when you look at how much they're on the field. If you watch Michigan State a lot, um, so the clearly these guys, both of them, um, are talented. Uh, but I think Johnson is the better athlete of the two um, overall. And I think is a guy again. You get in the NFL, that pass catching that he has, that pass blocking that he has, the the acceleration and the burst that he has, and the ability to make to make moves. He's going to carve out a niche, and I think if if given the opportunity, he could be you know a guy who gets the majority of the shares, kind of like an Aaron Jones type guy who at the start may not get everything, but then hey, he is a guy you want to give the the ball to. But like look again, look at the Packers with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. What, would you tell me that next year you don't want either one of them if they're both on the team? You're going to take both of them because they're both going to yep. get you a decent amount of fantasy points, and that's the way that the world works. Same same situation. A lot of colleges yeah. are going to that sort of approach um moving on moving on to my guy um i, I chose i chose Deion smith um rod receiver out of lsu um on, on, another one of those wide receivers you know lsu it seems is always producing um a, a great wide receiver and i think Deion smith is the next in a long line of wide receivers that you want to own um for that on that team um, former four-star number nine wide receiver in his class um he finished. He finished last season with 11 catches for 186 yards and two touchdowns. Um, keep in mind, Adam, that most of those stats came in one game: five catches for 135 yards and two touchdowns versus Central Michigan. So he popped off in, in one game. Um, but you, when you look at what he does well, that may not seem like a bunch of good stats. But um, Austin Debbie Deets on Twitter, he's part of the Campus to Canton crew. He puts out. Um, he put out this thing on uh, zero on zeros, um, first year zeros. And as long as you're doing something in, in, in your first year, whether it be a hundred yards or whether it be a touchdown, as long as you're doing something in your first year and you're not a zero, your chances of producing at the NFL rise dramatically or drastically, 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 (laughs) drastically. I've merged two words. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I was so passionate about it. Um, <laughs> drastically, <laughs> life drastically. Hey, that's okay. We're gonna uh, now. I'm gonna start using now. I'm gonna start using that word. Use that one in court. See what your judge I'm, says. Dramatically. Oh, see see so, hey, sometimes I have to make stuff up. You know, do see, see if you still win the case. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know the next time. I, I, judge, I feel drastically. <laughs> whatever you just said. Dramatically. <laughs> dramatically. You guys about on Twitter, this. make sure you quote me dramatically. I was, I, this, yeah. yeah, this is my part. Heavy Matt on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you look at what he does really well, um, doesn't put didn't put up the stats um, that that you would really like to see out of first year. But he's not a zero, right? Uh, when you look right. at what he does well, um, the first thing that really jumps out to me is just how strong his hands are. Um, he's got really strong hands. Rarely did I see him drop a contested catches catch and. Um, he made a fair amount of contested catches. Um, now, th- does that mean that he can't get separation? Um, that's something to to definitely think about. Um, I don't think that's an issue when I was watching his film, but it is definitely something to potentially tick him for. Um, he high points the ball really well, 
in the end zone. He made several high point catches at, for for touchdowns in that Central Michigan game. He um, mossed a dude in that Central Michigan. He mossed a dude in the back of the end zone for one of those plays. <laughs> um, great body control. He's a very fluid athlete in the open field. He knows how to set defenders up in the open field. Jukes them out really really well. He's got great sideline awareness. Knows how to track the ball well out of his um over his back shoulder. Knows where the sidelines is. I mean he's making he's making NFL level catches right now as a college athlete. Um, doesn't have a great release off the line of scrimmage. I noticed he's a little slow off the line, so I want to see him improve on that. Um, get better at the first step to um, set defenders up off off that first step. Um, he he does have good acceleration though to pick up speed downfield. So I, while he doesn't get that great first step, he does have the acceleration to break away and take you over the top. Um, so when you look at Deion Smith, um, I know they have Keishon Butte. Um, the quarterback situation is is shaky um, to, to, to say the least. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, Deion Smith for, for LSU, this team produces um, top notch wide receivers, um, them, Ohio state, Alabama. I mean, they, they are known as wide receiver university. Um, they produce top notch wide receivers. I think Deion Smith is the next in line of phenomenal wide receivers. I love Deion Smith a lot. What do you think about him? I like him a lot too, and it's funny. Real quick, on the wide receiver, you one of the reasons why LSU does that is because there's a lot of good players, uh, not just wide receivers, but just players in general out of Louisiana. Um, that is a hotbed of phenomenal high school talent. If you want to start looking at, at at talent and where you need to go get it, there's a lot. There's a couple of states in my mind, and 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 Louisiana is up there. Um, and there's a lot of guys out there and guys that get overlooked out of Louisiana. Um, but you know, Dion and Dion Smith, and I'm right there with you on Dion Smith. Um, I had him in my top 15 incoming last year. Um, and he is another track guy. Um, and, and I think that's a theme that we will talk about in every wide receiver. I think we're going to talk about tonight, um, is that they, that they're also track guys. Right. And I, and I've, Preach that to the high hills. Number one, you need to do more than just uh, play one sport. Um, and then I think a lot of these track kids that are wide receivers or running back or whatever, I think they, they their their skill set ends ends up to transition a little bit better. Vertical guy, like you said, one of the things I wrote down, I haven't noticed, tracks the ball very well. Um, like his size, we talked about it can go up and get it over people in that Central Michigan game, just moss that dude. Um, I'm actually surprised he didn't get more run last year when Boutte went out. Um, but I put that I, I chalked that up to the the offense is being up and down with LSU, no one kind of knowing what's going Wasn't on. Wasn't he injured for a little bit too last season? Yeah, he had some injuries, and I mean, I mean, and like you said, like their offense was just up and down. Like when they played Florida, they, they came out and just dominated. I mean, and Florida's defense was just poor. Porous would be a nice word at the time. Um, I mean, but at that time. They didn't even need to throw the ball. All they needed to do was run the counter trap 300 times and run for 400 yards. Um, so why are you throwing the ball? And there was, you know, windy conditions. So you start to look at some of those things, like what were they doing? Um, quarterback position was just no one knew what, what was going on, at, you know, at LSU with, with that at that point um, during the season. They were all over the place with who they were playing and starting and, and all those things. You know, I'm not as concerned next year, though, at the at, at the quarterback position. Uh, and, and, you know, look, Miles Brennan obviously is still there, right? Um, it was a five-star kid. The kid has talent. I don't believe he will be the guy with Jaden Daniels 
Trenton string in. I think it's going to be something either between Jaden Daniels and and Nussmeyer. Um, obviously, they also you know have brought in you know another another top top flight uh, quarterback. I don't I don't think he's going to be thrust in. I've never seen Brian Kelly's never been the guy to start the freshman. And I think that's why you saw Jaden Daniels transfer. And I don't think he's in love with with Nussmeyer, um, who I wasn't in love with either. But I think you're going to probably see Jaden Daniels win that battle out, um, and because he, I think he fits Brian Kelly's scheme a little bit more because he's got he does have some mob- mobility. Although last year, you know, he he went you know with the guy with less mobility in that offense, but um, wanted somebody with. But his reasoning was wanted somebody with more experience, right? Who's got more experience than anybody? Everybody there running, you know, running as quarterback. Brennan's older, but he hasn't been the quarterback running a system. Jane Daniels has got years of experience already in college running that system. So I think you get Daniels, and and I've always liked Jane Daniels. I think he has talent. I think he can throw the ball. So I think you're going to see a got a quarterback that system that will will eventually get Daniels in there, and I think actually will put up for some of these wide receivers. So I actually like I actually like the quarterback position for them if it plays out the way that I think it should. Um, but no, I, I'm with you on on, on Deion Smith. I, I was, he said, obviously some injuries, but it was nice to see him contribute freshman year. It was kind of a when you're, I think when you're judging LSU last year on a whole, I think you have to consider what happened. Um, and so I, I kind of put a lot of guys to the side. Um, and, and he's one of them. Um, and I, I continue to put him back into my original evaluation. And I had him a lot higher than he went. Um, and I like him a lot. So I think, yeah, another guy that if he's still available, go get him um, because I think he's going to produce. And I think this year probably you'll see him because – and obviously everyone knows Kayshawn Boutte, right? So who is going to be the, that other guy to step up on the other side because you have to have it because the SEC defenses are going to try and take away Boutte. They're not going to be able to, but they're going to, they're going to shake coverage. They're going to double team like we talked about last week with Addison and Mumphrey, right? There's going to be another guy who's going to put up a lot of of yards, touchdowns, and and points for you. Who is that guy, right? And Deion Smith can absolutely do because he has a different skill set than Boutte, right? Mm-hmm. He is the vertical threat, you know. I mean, not that Boutte isn't, but he, he can do he can do some things. So really like that. Like, like if, that you, if you don't if you don't want to spend if you don't want to spend a top six pick on an LSU wide receiver, Deion Smith is a fantastic, phenomenal option. Yeah, and they've got a bunch of guys on that team, but I think he's you know definitely definitely up there. So we're going to dive into some incoming freshmen now. Um, so tell tell me about your first incoming freshman because I'm going to tell you what, man, I love this kid. The more I watch him, I'm excited to talk about him. <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to talk about C.J. C. Smith um, next. Incoming freshman, he's coming to Georgia. Um, yes, I am going to give a lot of praise to a Georgia wide receiver. All right. Uh, 6'1". Oh, I, I won't tell your Florida constituents. It's okay. You know what? But here, here's the thing. Everybody always gives me crap, like everywhere. Georgia fans galore. Whenever I say anything negative about something on Georgia, you know, I am the most critical on Florida players than I am anybody. What well, you are. I've heard it. I've, I've sat here and listened to it. <laughs> and, 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 and behind the scenes, I'm even more, right? Like, I mean, I am because I watch it so much, and I mean, for people who don't who who don't know, I will watch every every Florida football game at least four times a week before the end of Sunday. There, eh, maybe Monday. Okay, I watch it live, and then go if I'm at the game. I then go home and watch it at least twice on Sunday, um, in between whatever's going on, and usually one more time. 
because I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on one way or another, even if it's a win, loss, whatever it is. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm more critical on when they're recruiting players. Um, and C.J. Smith was one of the guys that, they, that, that the prior staff at Florida was recruiting. Um, the new staff, uh, not privy to that information uh, one way or another, but he ended up not staying at Florida. I was disappointed. Um, because I think that he brings everything to the what the Florida what Florida's re- current receiving core does not have. Which, if I could ex- if I had one word to s- call C.J. Smith, it's explosive or fast. I mean, just right off the bat, okay. Um, and then you add in his size, and it's just great. So C.J. comes, you know, he was out of Bishop Moore High School in Orlando. Mm-hmm. He was rated the 32nd wide receiver of the country, which I think was abysmally low um, and, and should have been much higher. Um, I, again, like I, I said when we were talking about Deion Smith, another track guy, but this is a track star, okay? Um, and, and my two wide receivers uh, that I'm talking about tonight, the next one after this, Jalen Hale, are track stars. Um, and this guy, 10 to 800 meter, 26 to 200 meter state champ track clocked at 22.2 miles per hour in a recent Georgia workout. Um, and went in, in the past before this season, um, and, and one of the knocks on him, obviously is he didn't, he did not play his entire senior season. And that was because he was injured with, um, a meniscus issue. Um, but when you go back and look, what's more impressive, I think was, when he ran track his spring season, he ran a 10-2. It was slightly under 10-3, but whatever. Um, on a torn meniscus. The man, the kid ran that with a torn meniscus, not even a fully functional one, torn meniscus. Um, and, and then he you know ended up shutting it down. Um uh, he's gonna obviously all this stuff helps with vertical passing game, his speed. Um, but he's also good on short routes and, and he's great, you know, after the catch, once you get him the ball guy, you just want to give him in the ball in his hands, love his size, speed combo. Which, and for Smith, he can play inside and outside, um, you, you, whichever way you want to play him. I, I like this kid. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Um, my knocks on and, and, and I'm just going to throw all my knocks on him out there. And, and it's just a couple of things. Obviously, like I said, the negative on him, I think, obviously, he's missed a senior year in football due to that knee, right? So we get, you got to figure out, okay, is is the knee okay? But I, like I said, I think he showed it was fine when he got into track season and won the state championship. Clearly, if you're running and going to win a state championship in Florida for being fast, your knee is okay. So I think, although I'm concerned about missing an entire year of football and trying to catch back up, you, you've seen at least from health-wise, he's okay. The, the other part is, you know, what you're looking at one way or another on football-wise. My second knock is, um, and I will get crap for this from Georgia fans, is he's going to Georgia, and and my issue with that is they've never used their wide receivers very well. We have just saw Burton have to transfer to Alabama um, because they didn't use him well after his freshman year, right? Um, they have Arian Smith, who I love, who's six foot, 185 pounds, and his and run a similar time as Smith, and is laser fast, and he wasn't used. Marcus Roseme, who I like a lot, although he got injured in the Florida Georgia game, is another wide receiver on that team that is very good. He, even Pickett, they didn't use, or Pickens, I'm sorry, they didn't use 
very well when he was there. Um, and it's so it's just that kind of knock as I'm looking at it, is like, what are they going to use him? Right. Um, but I also am very high on another guy that came in, but this is another knock on him. And, and with more set, we talked about him uh, you know, on a prior episode who I like, but you know, they've got four, four wide receivers coming in in this class with more set Smith, Kincaid, Spear, who's another guy I like a lot, who's fast as all get out um, and as a three-star who I think is under the radar. Maybe we'll talk about him on another day. Um, but, you know, you got him and you got Arian Smith and you got Roseme like I talked about. So I wonder what his immediate time is as a freshman. Like you said, Matt, and, and, and where, they, um, where Austin had done the uh, the analysis on you got to do something, right? What I worry with is he missed his senior season and you've got these other wide receivers. Do they bring him along slow and does that kind of translate or whatever? My takeaway from the negative, though, is that he's coming in with Gunnar Stockton, right? So even if he only gets a little bit of run his freshman year, he's going to have one of the best quarterbacks that I I like in that in this class coming up. One of the best quarterbacks I think will be there um, throwing him the ball and – I don't know if Gunner is going to deal well with people telling him to hand the ball off or short stuff. That's just not that kid's personality. I, I, he's phenomenal. And so I think, and that's another reason why I like Morissette and said that before, I think you're going to see some some high-level passing come sophomore year with these guys. Um, and so I'm not worried about some of those negatives. I'm rooting for this kid, and uh, but I, I just think overall you have a really fast kid who's got great size who can play inside or outside. That where do you get it? Where else do you get that? Right? You know. Well, you you mentioned his speed, but there's something that I noticed when I was watching this film that you didn't really mention that that really jumps out of me, and it, that's his route running. Right? I mean, <laughs> his first step is absolutely phenomenal. He's got this jab step that he uses utilizes to get the first step inside leverage on the cornerback and then he fights through press really, really well um, fights through contact. And then when he, when he gets through his contact, he extends well to the ball. He's a really smooth route ca- uh, ball catcher. Um, he's got really great body control too. I mean, I've just noticed several times um, the way he adjusts to, to poorly thrown balls. And there were a lot of poorly thrown balls on his film because I don't I know. Told who you, is, I don't Florida, know who is what's an athlete at quarterback. It's like, are you are you fast? Can you run around? Good. You're a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know who his quarterback was, but he was not a quarterback. I mean, dude was not throwing, not throwing good passes. And 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 the, the, C.J. Smith was a he was adjusting to him. Like he was making really really nice catches. So his route running and hands were something that I really noticed. I mean, the only knock that I had on him was was the same thing you said. I mean, where does he get playing time? But I think the 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 flip side of that is. Georgia is not the same team that we've seen Georgia be the last few years. You know, they're not the just super run the ball 90% of the time. I mean, they were airing the ball out a lot this year, uh, more than I have them, more than I've seen them do it in the past. So maybe with Gunnar Stockton there now, they start airing the ball out a little more and CJ Smith gets some run. Um, that's the only, that, that, that's, that's the best possible outcome, right? Yeah. And, and I know, obviously, you know, um, and they ended up winning a national title and, and they threw a little more and, of course, unfortunately for all of us, the quarterback's coming back. Um, and, yeah, great for them. He led him there. But I, I think that was more the defense than it was that offense in that game against Alabama. Um, so I wonder – I just wonder about this freshman season. But what's good for all of us is that's listening to this podcast and you and I talking, we already know that he's very good. 
and we already know that he will be fine, and we already know that Gunnar Stockton will come in shortly thereafter because um, this is not going to be James Vandergriff. Sorry for anybody who's listening. He's not good. So it will be Stockton. He, he, he's, so, he's so not good that Adam doesn't even know his name. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> – Brock Vandergriff, Adam. Come on, man. Oh, man. There, you see, there we go. I, I'm, again, messing up Georgia fans. He's, so, he's so under the radar and not somebody you need to pay attention to that Adam doesn't even remember what his name is. He so should not have been a five-star. Um, But, you know, look, man, I mean, I'm not going to get into why. But, you know, <laughs> there is what it is. Gunnar Stockton, though, is the truth and actually is better than – um, then ranked, I, I will say that. Um, and and there's nobody can, t- but he will, uh, yeah, he will, uh, he's gonna bring them in, thankfully, with, between him. Um, because like I said, they got two wide receivers on that team this year that I, I am big fans of with Morissette and Smith. Um, no. you know, it, it'll be interesting to see too if, uh, you know, you know, what happens with the offensive coordinator, um, position there moving forward um and and you know where that goes but overall um i like i like smith i think he's great and you know hopefully again i just i just don't hey man but then again we have the portal right that's what burton did so don't like your spot you can always you can always bolt out and go grab one year at uh at bama like jameson williams and (laughs) <laughs> Turn yourself into a, get, get, get you a better landing spot. <laughs> Adam, you want to talk a really good quarterback that I'm that I'm really high on? Devin Devin Brown, incoming freshman, um to to the Ohio State University. And mm-hmm. yes, I said the Ohio State University. Don't don't spit that water at me or alcohol or whatever you're drinking. Um commit to OSU, four-star recruit. Um, number six quarterback in his class, um, 6'2", 196 pounds. Adam, he had a 68% completion percentage his senior season. Um, finished his senior season with 4,881 passing yards with a grand total of 57 touchdowns. Also added 451 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. So he's got a little bit of mobility to him. Um, not the just incredible dual threat athlete that we've seen, but he does have some some great mobility to him. Uh, to be able to extend plays um, in the pocket, um, throw on the one rail. Um, what I did like about him um, is he does have athleticism, I said, breaks defenders down in the open field. But, man, the way the arm this kid has is just next level. Um, we've had um, Sean McAvoy on the podcast, friend of the show, several times, and he's mentioned these level throws. And, and for those who don't know, um, there, you have a level one throw, a level two throw, and a level three throw. Basically, however – in layman's terms, you want to throw the ball ball as, on, on, as even a plane for as far as you can um, to increase your level throws, and that kind of shows you arm strength, arm velocity. Um, the arm velocity that this kid has is just absolutely insane. I mean, his level one throw, he's throwing the ball 30 yards. Um, level twos, level threes, I mean, he's throwing the ball 40, 45, 50 yards downfield on those throws. I mean, this kid has got some really, really great arm velocity arm strength. I mean, this dude, I mean, the, just fly, the ball flies out of his arm. He's got a cannon. Super, super accurate um, downfield as well. I mean, he just, he's he's not missing throws. I mean, he's he's making NFL throws right now. I mean, and this kid is a high school athlete going into his freshman season. Um, he throws the ball 
away from the defender, leads his receivers to the open space, just making decisions with the ball. The kids his age don't really do that I've noticed. He's got a, got a great pocket presence. He's able to feel pressure, um, slides up in the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield, and is really accurate on the run. He's able to hit his defenders on the run and stay accurate while doing it. Uh, one thing that I really noticed about him is he understands how to read the defense. Um, he uses, utilizes his eyes and utilizes pump fakes uh, to be able to move defenders, shifts, shift safeties to the side, be able to move defenders around, look off defenders, and find the open guys. Um, he, he's just he's making NFL throws. He's doing things out of an athlete, out of a quarterback in his position that you don't see a lot of guys do this early on, and I'm super impressed by that. Um, the only knock that I could potentially see out of Devin Brown is the the position that he's going to, right? He's going to play quarterback on a team that is just log jammed to that position, okay? You, you're going to a team that's got C.J. Stroud. He's there for another year at, at least. You've got Kyle McCord there who, who hasn't transferred out, and then you've got Devin Brown that is coming in. The, all three of these guys I absolutely love. Um, Kyle McCord didn't play this year, but when he – or didn't play much this year, but when he did play, he looked phenomenal. Um, I love Kyle McCord. I love C.J. Stroud. I think he's um, – he, I had him. He was one of my dark horse candidates last year, and he he was there for the Heisman presentation. So I almost hit that nail right on the head. Um, I think he could potentially win a Heisman with that offense this year. Um, he's going – Devin Brown is going to a team where I just – hopefully he gets a spot sometime soon. But, I mean, somebody there you got to think – is gonna have to transfer out if they all want a shot. I just I don't see any way around that. Um, they've just they've not done a very good job of spacing out those quarterback recruits. They've gone all in and they've gone and recruited the best players every single year, and now that's come back to bite them in the butt. And I just don't know what they're gonna do about it. You know, I, and I'm not sure about that. You know, I wonder. You know, and we, you know, we like you said, we we we've talked with Sean in the past, and and I and I'd like if. Somebody's got data that can, that can prove me wrong. I uh, I don't know that there's data out there that, that talks about early issues with quarterbacks and all of a sudden, you know, with them putting up phenomenal numbers being younger and that being a gr- a great success later on as much as it is somebody who may be in a system for longer. So, you know, as much as we talk about dominator rating and some of these other things and market share and and jumping out, you know, and 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 getting out there um, and talk about, hey, a wide receiver needs to do something his freshman year. I'm not sure that there's that so much with quarterbacks. So I, I don't actually put that knock on on him. And I, actually, I, I think you could see Stroud, McCord, and Brown all walk through there, and, and Ohio State be be great at that position. Um, if you if you work it right, and you and you have the the, the discussion with those, you know, we we didn't talk about it on air. Um, when, when gone on here, but you and I talked about it off air, and we we talked about. Um, you know, Florida situation and how Dan Mullen used to handle quarterbacks. And as much as I hated how he handled a lot of positions, I felt like he handled the quarterback position pretty well. And one of the things that we talked about was they made it abundantly clear in the recruiting process. This is how we, we work our process. Right. And everybody was okay with that. So I don't know what Devin Brown has been told because I don't have no idea what Ohio state does and Ryan day does or any of those things. But if Ryan Day has told Devin Brown, look, we have CJ Stroud and 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 I was I'm right up there with you. I had CJ Stroud above Bryce Young, and I thought he, he would be there. And I still think if if I'm picking today, I'm still picking CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. You kill me if you want, but I, I still like his 
skill set and, and abilities a little bit more than I like Bryce Young's his size and some of the other things that he does. So, um, but you've got one year of Stroud, right? He's gone, right? Now you come in, you're Devin Brown. You've been there for a year with this other guy. You let McCord go. It, it, now McCord's been there, right? You give McCord a season. Maybe he jumps. Maybe he doesn't. But if he doesn't, he's got two years. You've sat in a very good offense with some really good coaching staffs for two years with some really good athletes, and then you play again, and you do the same thing that everybody else does. I mean, I, I, I heart back to – some of the best quarterbacks, man, and I hate to say it, but when you were looking at Florida State, man, back in the 90s, they never started somebody who wasn't a junior, period. And it wasn't until ultimately Chris Ricks came in and had to start as a freshman um, because of uh, Lyme disease to the quarterback at the time that Chris Ricks even played. And that was the break of the cycle for their entire time. And that was the break of the cycle of them being in the, in the, in the top, I think it was five or ten or something whatever it was it was some phenomenal record for like 20 years um you know we we come into it every year and see say these quarterbacks you know when they get to the nfl they need to sit a year they're not pro ready right now they need to sit behind somebody and learn the offense would that fix some of those problems you think i think so i think i think a lot of people are so pressed into quarterbacks a different position and, and we've talked about it, you know, like I said, we've had one, one, one of the great guys who, who coached that position from, a, you know, from, you know, you know, from uh, outside the quarterback coaches out there. And it's, it's a different position from these other ones, different mindset, different understanding what you want to do. So I, I just think it's a little different. So I don't, I don't ever knock somebody who, who may as a quarterback take a little bit of time on what they're doing, even if they're good. Um, Everybody obviously wants to get three and done and go make their money. But, you know, you were a show you can make money and not even throw the ball. So, you know, you never know what you're going to do. But, you know, back to his, you know, him as a prospect, love his size. Like you talk, he's already 6'3", 200 already. Um, and you can see he has a little bit to add to that frame and still stay great. I love the situation. Great. Like we talked, we just spent time on the situation. And you talk about the levels. That was the first thing that, that popped out to me watching him throw the ball was that he throwed, he threw, throwed, he threw great to all three levels like we talked about before. Watching that, and, and you're and you're absolutely right. And when you look at how the ball is on all three levels, it's where you want it to be, right? It, there's not these lollipops at the end when you're throwing to that third level, and and you can see it's great at each level. That shows great arm strength. Great zip on the ball. He's got a quick, quick, compact release.
Adam got so excited he hit the he hit the exit button. <laughs> I, I, bl- I I blame I blame rising gas prices. Fix your internet. I broke the gas prices. Broke the internet. I broke, yeah, I mean, my, 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 yeah, everything's breaking now. You know, my, my, I can't, I can't, I can't get gas right. My internet's going. I mean, I gotta call. I'm gonna call my, my service provider and tell them my internet's not working. And they're gonna tell me they need more money, and they're gonna tell me it's because, you know, I don't know, the president or you know, my governor or something. I don't know. Pick somebody. That's my problem. It's not because of their internet. <laughs> But you were saying we can both agree that we like Devin Brown, basically. Oh, I, no, absolutely. And I think, uh, yeah, no, his guy. I mean, hey, you know, I he was committed to USC, right? Um, now Ohio State gets him. Um, I think a lot of USC people obviously happy to get Caleb Williams and all those things, but um, I think it's a big loss for him. Uh, yeah, for sure. And. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the the last part of our show. We're going to talk about um, next year's recruiting class, um, breaking out some of the the guys that you need to know, the early starts um, that that'll get you guys ready for your next for for your next year's freshman draft. So Adam, why don't you go ahead? Brings and- a giant smile to my face to talk out outside of of what everybody's already talking about and echo chambering. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not first or last, Ricky Bobby, we're going to be first. Well, you know, you know, just I, I like to be outside of the echo chamber. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Great. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about tonight. Uh, from me is Jalen Hale, um, 185 five star wide receiver uh, on the composite, but a four star on two four seven, listed as the wide receiver five on the composite and eight by two four seven. Um, he's my wide receiver one in the 2023 class. Out of Longview High School uh, in Longview, Texas, been my wide receiver one in that class since he was a sophomore. Um, he has all the offers you can ask for. <laughs> you want? Uh, just came off his his uh, visit to Alabama this past week. Liked it a lot, um, and uh, seemed to have a good time. Kid played varsity uh, as a freshman, had seven catches for 164 yards and three touchdowns. Then the next year, he blew up with 339. Uh, I'm sorry, 339. He had three, 39 receptions for 699 yards. Um, he accounted for about 60% of the receiving offense of his team as a sophomore um, in all but four of their receiving touchdowns. Um, at the time when he finished, he had the all-time record in his high school season, um, and he still had his junior and senior seasons to go, um, to tell you about the talent. Um, his junior season only got better with 50 receptions, uh, a, a little over 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns, leading you know another team to another playoff berth in a very uh, competitive division in Texas. Another track guy runs a 22.68 200-meter as a sophomore. He jumped 20, 21.5 as a sophomore. He also runs the 4 by 100 relay who that, that finished second in, in Texas last year. Um just, I love everything about his game. Kid's fast, great size, runs great routes, goes up and gets the ball, 
He's physical. He's great after the catch. There's not something in his game that I see he does wrong that I want him to improve on other than just get better at what he does, which is that kind of basically everything. Um, I said earlier on Twitter, he reminds me of Jamar Chase in this regard, that when I watched him, I just knew he was going to be something special and very good. Um, and they are different wide receivers. They win in different ways, much, you know, much different ways. But he is that guy to me when I watch him on tape. He flies off the film. Um, when you watch, you know, 247 and these other uh, services, Brandon Innes out of Florida um, is the stud and the guy that everyone wants and says is the wide receiver one of this class. Brandon Innes is a stud, is a phenomenal receiver, um, and probably will end up the the second wide receiver for me if I if I've got to rank them. And, and I honestly, you know, I was thinking about this. I really do hate ranking these guys, especially top ten, like who's one, who's two, because there is there is minimal separation when you get in these guys in these top tens, right? Like, but everybody wants to say, well, I had him one and you had him three. Ha <laughs> ha. Really, if we're talking, if you can get people in the top ten, like, what are we talking about? But um, but Ennis is a guy in Florida. Um, he is. He's a stud. Um, he's phenomenal. Uh, but I, I, I have Hale over him. I just think Jalen Hale is, is that guy. And if I had to if I had to pick one wide receiver in this class and you said gun to my head, who is going to be that guy and you want, it's for me it's going to be Jalen Hale, and I, I take him every day and twice on Sunday. You know what's really – you know how it's super hard to um... – to predict future success and to rank these guys it's because when you're ranking these guys you're looking for specific things that jump out in film i mean for the most part these guys are always the best athlete on the field they're always the, the best wide receiver the best running back um so it's hard to um figure out you know which one is is just a little bit better than the next one right so right. but but that's like you said if you i mean if there, there's there's little difference between you know maybe one and five but if you can get within the top 10 i think that's a phenomenal i mean you're doing a phenomenal job and Jalen hale is definitely within the top guy the top 10 of wide receivers i'm gonna tell you right now he's close he's not 10 and he's not five and he, he's he, he's closer <laughs> to one right now i mean i haven't watched much of this class yet but i loved everything that i watched about Jalen hale i mean explosive athlete is I think the word that I use when I wrote down his film, he flies down the field when I watch him. I mean, just, I mean, just going to talk about the track athlete that he was. I mean, like the 22 second, 200, um, it just goes to speak on that. Um, can go up and get the ball. He's got really good vertical, um, fights through contact at the catch point. Well, he's a superb route runner. And I, I don't use that word lightly. Um, I was very careful when I when I chose the word superb for route running. I was very, I, w- I was very careful when I chose that word, and I think that's what he has. I mean, he's a really phenomenal route runner. Um, sinks his hips well. Um, gets out of his breaks super super clean. Um, can sell a head fake, and it absolutely just explodes through his cuts. Um, just explosive athlete. Doesn't begin to describe this guy. I mean, this kid is absolutely special. Um, he's a great find. This is if any if this wide receiver class is any indication of what Jalen Hale is. I mean, ranked what was he six or seven on that list when I looked him up? Yeah, he was eight eight by two four seven and five eight. composite. And and like I said, like if know, that's hey, any I, indication about what this class is, I'm excited to watch the rest of them. Let's just say, yeah, that. I mean, and running and the running back class too. You know, like we were talking about this class coming up. Um, this this past class, this incoming class is good. This next class, 
is even better at the wide receiver and running back position, which is just it, it, insane. Um, it is a phenomenal class to be talking about, um, which we were going, which we're, we're going to be every week uh, talking about some of these guys. But Jalen's that I mean, I just remember watching him when he was a sophomore, a couple, couple, uh, was a sophomore, so two years ago, whatever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm in the pinnacle of Debbie League with with Shane with Shane and and uh, <clears throat> several other guys, Travis May, Rob Rob Willett. Um, and others, um, and you know, I, I, I took I took Jalen last year in our first uh, ever in our first um, Debbie after our initial hundred person Debbie league <laughs> to start. We, 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 you know, you got twelve, you got twelve people, and you draft a hundred the first year, and you draft more. I mean, we're we're way rounds deep. Um, and I just remembered, I remembered at the end of that first year, going, man. Maybe I need to jump in and grab it, but he was a, one of my first picks that that second year, right after that sophomore season, um, because I was just so impressed with with that, with everything he said. You know, you add in superb route running to the athletic ability that he has at that size is just crazy, and that's what we look for, right? Like when you're, when you're looking at at that already, because you you typically don't see that with a kid who's a sophomore or a junior or even a senior in high school. Route running is usually something that is learned over time, which is a lot of times when people talk about, hey, like, you know, scouting versus analytics. You see the guy who's the people that are high on, you know, like the, you go back to the, like the Riley Ridley days, right? They say, well, of course he's great route running. He's, you know, 26 years old as a, as a sophomore. So um, he's, he's going to do that, right? But you already see that at a Jalen Hale at a young age as a sophomore and, and, and junior in high school at a young age. And that's with, what I like yeah. to see out of my wide receivers. I like to see you be able to, to run routes. I mean, right. That's I mean, you've got to be able to run routes, right? I mean, you have to be athletic, but you have to be able to run routes. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Typically, a lot of these kids learn these routes when they get to like like we talked about, they get to you know college and some of these other things or get with these other guys, but he's already has that and he's gonna develop it even further once he gets there. And you combine that with that <clears throat> athleticism, it's just you know phenomenal for me like i said he's always he's been my wide receiver one in this class for a year and a half now and, and i'll be, i don't see anything changing unless somebody else pops up something that i haven't seen but well adam my guy on uh, and i'm gonna preface this with i didn't know much about this class so we had a conversation on um, this week and i was like adam who, sh- who should we talk about which one should i choose and we settled on we settled on this guy um so i i'm i'm gonna be breaking down um for you guys Trayon webb um Four-star um, running back. He was the number five running back out of his class. Um, 6'1", 205-pound running back out of your stomping ground, um, near, near, near down there in Adams' stomping ground, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he what, what was What's really impressive, the more I was reading about this kid, the more I was impressed about him. Um, got varsity snaps as an eighth grader on a 5A team in the playoffs. Um, finished that season with 42 carries for 306 yards and four touchdowns. Missed his freshman season, I guess, because of a broken arm sustained on a kickoff. Yep. Um, his sophomore season averaged over six yards per carry, um, 837 yards and 10 touchdowns in 10 games. Also a track guy. Uh, ran an 11.26 in the 100 meter. I am telling you more about this guy than you need to know to let you guys know that this kid is an absolute baller. Um, I mean, anytime, look, anytime you can, like, 
I mean, five A is something in and of itself. This dude, this dude was playing on a five A team in the playoffs that could go home as an eighth grade as an eighth grader. I mean, yes. that's that you can't make that does that doesn't happen. Um, when you watch him though, like you can understand why this kid was playing. I mean, he's got the size already. He's got great bounce and lateral agility. He cuts without losing absolutely any speed. I mean, this kid is dynamically fast. I mean, phenomenal top end speed. He explodes like an absolute cannon through the hole. I mean, kid is super fast, but he's got a nuance to his game, right? He's got good vision. He breaks guys down um, in the hole, um, diagnoses which lane is the right lane and can set up defenders and then breaks down linebackers to get to the second level. Um, he, he's got that nuance and he's not just a speed guy, right? He knows how to set you up and break you down to get to the next level. This kid goes to z- from zero to 60 in an absolute heartbeat. Um, plays super, super fast. I would be interested to know what this kid 40, 40 would test at because, I mean, th- this dude is easily probably a 4-3, high 4-3 guy. I mean, this dude just plays absolutely I- insanely fast. But he plays physical too, right? He's not afraid to initiate contact. He can he can run you over if you are if you let him. I mean, he knows how to use that 205-pound frame. And, look, he's 6'1", 205 pounds as – what a, a junior right now? I mean, this yep. kid is going to senior season. Yep, about going to senior season. He's only going to add weight. He's going to get to the he's going to get to the college. He's going to be what six one. Playing with right now. I mean, keep that nuance. It the sky's the absolute limit for this kid. I mean, there's I can I can see why this kid was getting eighth grade snaps. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was funny. He said one of the first things, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I watched, he just, he just came off his UF visit recently. So obviously, you know, but, but, but even before that, like you said, yes, he's it, at, at, over there in Jacksonville, uh, Trinity Christian. Um, we, we've talked about one of his, his uh, former teammates, Marcus Burke on this show before um, about his speed when they play together. Um, that, that team is a very good team out of Jacksonville. Um, I actually had the, the pleasure of meeting uh, one of the offensive linemen that was with Marcus Burke who blocked Trayon Webb uh, two weeks ago, Austin Barber. Great kid. Uh, was awesome with my son. Good dude. Um, and uh, But, yeah, when you get back to Trayon, that was the first thing that stuck out to me because, I mean, I've, I've lived here and, and I know I've played here. Um, and, yeah, for an eighth grade kid to get into 5A and do that was – crazy when i when i in, first in the playoffs it. it wasn't just a regular season yeah, game no. injuries it was in the playoffs <laughs> right it was in the playoffs which get crazy i mean right here in, in florida i mean um you know they you know the couple of things i'd add which you you hit on most of the stuff but great lateral agility his quickness like you said he's great out of the backfield to ke- catch the ball athlete again athlete playing running back I mean, you just put him wherever he plays quarterback too um, he, he does it on seven on seven on top of playing quarterback for, you know, in, in high school, his cousin, uh, is D Webb. who played at Florida eventually in, in the NFL. Um, grandfather was Reggie Webb who played wide receiver at Florida state in the eighties comes from a great background. Clearly has athletic ability. You can see he has all the offers. Um, he was committed, uh, people don't know he's committed to Georgia for a while decommitted there then committed to Oklahoma under under Riley at one point um decommitted when Riley left and went to USC and felt like he got burned by De, uh 
by the running back coach, DeMarco Murray, who everybody knows. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, I don't believe Oklahoma uh, is in the running anymore, not because of Oklahoma, but I think he just had a really good relationship with DeMarco Murray. Um, Ohio State heavily in the mix, Penn State heavily in the mix, South Carolina heavily in the mix for them, real hard on them. Um, Florida uh, is really hard on them. What I will tell you is when you are looking um, at these running backs in, in this 2023 class, what you will see is is uh, Florida is a has a lot of them and has a lot of good ones. Um, you know, as I talked about before, he was with the fifth in the composite on 247, and he was the third running back in Florida. Three out of the top five in the composite are coming out were coming out of Florida. Uh, you got a full seat down there, man. <laughs> it's it this year. It is crazy when you when you look at the guys. You know, you got Baxter and and, and, and a lot of other guys. Guys, and you guys will hear them from us in the next couple of weeks because this is going to be something that we're now focused on. Um, but this year it is, and and you're also going to see um, some guys that are overlooked because this running back class in Florida is so good this year. Um, on top of the wide receiver class too, I'll tell you what. But yeah, the running back class this year. If if you're college and you're trying to get a, a running back, you're coming. You better come down to Florida and grab one of these guys. Um, I was glad that 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 Florida, you know, as a Florida fan, that, that Florida focused in um, on Treyon early on, um, uh, and we'll see where he goes. But so far, it, wherever he goes, he's going to put put his stamp there. And, and and each one of the programs are all good about uh, running backs that we've talked about: Ohio State, Penn State. Um, South Carolina, UF, um, Georgia. You know, he picks up out of one of those guys. He's he's going to be the dude, um, and he's got all all the ability to just do it. Like we, we talked about, uh, you know, all night, and, and we we continue to talk about doing these other things, these track guys. But yeah, I mean, you go back to an eighth grader in the playoffs in Florida, getting snaps, and not just getting snaps, meaningful snaps, and doing something with it is just nuts. Um, so it just shows you this kid has been the guy from the start, um, and he just gets better every year. And, and he knows uh, how to compete at the highest level. Absolutely. he know, And he knows how to beat people out, right? I mean, you got to in order to do that because he's not playing – the guys that are next to him aren't, aren't, you know, aren't going to be plumbers, all right? These guys, they're, they're good kids. This is a good school that plays at the highest – not the high, you know, at the highest level, but plays – you know, for championships every year um, in their division. Um, and so he, they're going to, they're going to put them out. They've got great athletes all across the board that end up at, at good schools. And uh Treyon's going to, going to be a very good, going to be a very good running back. And if you're looking now, keep him focused, um, keep him in your mind and uh, hope that he continues to be down at the fifth to eighth range. And you can jump him over a couple of guys that are in front of him. Um, cause I think you'll be able to, or you know, hope that you maybe you get a better steal because that's what we look for is, is value. And, and, and I believe he's, he's got value. Absolutely. Well, I, I think the Kyra Williams is just now finishing up his 40, according to my watch. So I think that means that it's time for us to finish up our show. Um, Adam, why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can find you on Twitter, what you got, what you got working on right now. As always, you guys can find me at AD at ADM Lewis. On Twitter, um, you'll find me uh, bouncing around with 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 my thoughts on on all these things, uh, inclu- including that class, and actually now including 2020, 2024, um, some other people that I've been talking to that uh, are um, getting out there. Um, I, I love do- looking at those, and uh, and as we talked about last week, um, 
you know, Matt and I are, are working on the Patreon um, for everybody uh, with some of our rankings um, and an extra show possibly. So, but you guys can find me there on Twitter and, and find everything else out, but we'll, we'll put everything else out with, with the, with the pod and, and, and between, between our, our takes. So, but I'm always there to interact. If you had any questions, you can always hit me up. My DMS are, as they say, always open. Um, but <laughs> you can also always argue with me. I'm always up for an argument. <laughs> He's a lawyer. He'll win. Don't do that. It's a, uh, it's not a, always. A bad deal. Don't, take, don't, take, don't take that deal. You guys can find me on Twitter, Debbie Matt. Um, as Adam said, we will get a Patreon up and running here soon. But in the meantime, make sure to rate and review our podcast. Uh, we would love those ratings and reviews. That's how we get found. Give you guys that top-notch information. Um, make sure, um, as always, this this pod is part of the Debbie Marketplace with Kane Fassell and Shane Hallam. They record a few times per week. Uh, we're excited to be back talking um, on a regular schedule with you guys. Excited for this new podcast um, that we're going to be podcast show that we're going to be doing talking um, incoming freshmen and next year's class. It's going to be a regular thing now. So hopefully that's something you guys enjoyed. If you enjoyed it, make sure you go rate and review it. Um, you guys can hit us both up on Twitter. Look out. Uh, for news, hopefully we can get um, that Patreon that Patreon um, news up and running as um, we get more consistent and uh, get some stuff on that Patreon. So look out for that. But until next time, peace out. <laughs>